Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy Romance and Romantic Fantasy, here with my first cup of coffee. Mm. So good. <sighs> Today is Tuesday. You know what that means. Sorry, Mickey Mouse Club stuck in my head forever. Uh, Tuesday, December 14th. We're not having a special guest. I haven't had a guest on the podcast for a while, have I? It's fun to do it sometimes. Um, but you know, a lot of people, when I mention it to them, it's just like one more thing to do. And I don't want to be somebody's one more thing to do. I have enough things to do. And coffee to drink. So, um, how's everyone there? Uh, we had a beautiful sunrise this morning. We've got a bit of a winter storm coming in. I don't know if you can tell the difference in the light quality, but it's a little bit of a, a gray and misty morning here. And uh, we're supposed to get snow tonight, although they say no accumulation, so. Hardly worth it. Hardly worth it at all. Come over here, Christmas tree. Oh, no. <laughs> But then I always end up scooting him out of my way. So, <laughs> so let's see. Um, got my nails done yesterday. Pretty exciting. It's in my one red and gold nail. I think they look cool. Um, and David went to our general care physician, which we still don't have um, a complete solution, but you know, we're taking steps and um, he's doing some things I think are helping. But um, no, <laughs> uh, not, not um, completely Zen atmosphere around here for me to get the writing done, which always makes me sympathetic for those of you who never have Zen atmospheres for writing. Uh, I think about Grace a lot, who's always dealing with household things. Although she's very, very happy because she turned in her story for Fire of the Frost. Um, she's totally chuffed, in fact, because she is was able to take her time with it and do a couple of proofreading passes. And uh, she was not in an utter panic and she was not the one that everybody was waiting on for once. Dorinda, on the other hand, is in an utter panic trying to get hers done. She did finish writing uh, book three of the Sunshine books and turn that in. Woohoo! Although she said she woke up at three in the morning yesterday uh, realizing that she forgot to put in the sex scene, which is just so Dorinda for Dorinda, I had to change one of my presentations because I used to tell people that if you want to have good sex in a book, if you want to incorporate your sex scenes well and not have them be gratuitous, that you shouldn't skip them. Um, a lot of people do the thing of, you know, square bracketing insert sex scene here. And for a lot of people, it's their least favorite thing to write. And for me, you know, it's the fight scenes, least favorite thing to write. Love it when I get to write the sex scenes because they, they write fast for me. 
Dorinda skips them. But all her readers feel like she writes great sex scenes. So I had to change the advice um, and say, well, because of her, um, because clearly the method works for her unless she forgets to go back and put it in. <laughs> um, and then the other reason is, is that I have since um, broadened my mind and become aware that a lot of people write out of order and which is something that my little um, linear write for discovery writer mind has a very hard time understanding. Uh, I never write out of order. Well, I shouldn't say that. 99% out of the time, I don't write out of order. Uh, every, every once in a very long while, I will get a scene pop into my head from later in the book with like a conversation that's so great that I want to capture it right then. Um, and I think I've mentioned this before, but one example of that is in the pages of the mind, the campfire conversation between Daphne, Jip and Zinda, um, that like just popped into my head full, but I just had to like write it down and I did refine it later, but a lot of times if I do do that, this that scene was not the case. I, I revised it a little bit, but not tons. Um, but most of the time, if I do do that, if I jump ahead and write a scene from later on, I end up having to change so much of it because by the time I get to it, so much of the character's emotional energy is different and the context is different. Um, sometimes even the settings a little different. So it just feels like not worth it to me. And Dorinda and I go back and forth on this quite a bit because I'm of the camp where I say, you will remember that you don't have to write these things down because your writer brain will remember it for you. Um, and I've done this so many times and I've talked to other writers who've done this too, where like you're revising, you're going through and you're thinking, oh, I should put in a line here that's you know, mentions this and then you get down to the next line and there's exactly the thing you were thinking about adding in. Sometimes I add it in and then I get down like two or three lines and there it is. And I have to take it out again. It's like, okay. Uh, I really do believe it's all there. Now, Dorinda argues with me on this um, and she thinks it's because I'm like smart or something. Uh, Cause she, she says things. She's like, your brain your brain just works this way. My brain does not work this way. Um, and she says she has to write things down or she will forget and it's gone forever. Um, you know, different brains, different people, different ways of writing things. So, um, so yeah, it, you know, I know a lot of people love like the whole Scrivener approach and move scenes around and all of that. So not how my process works. So, um, you know, teach their own, do your thing. Um, but I do think that it's one reason why I don't skip fight scenes. I don't do insert fight scene here because I make myself go through it in order to preserve that sense of the story arc in my mind. Uh, and then I might go back and layer in, but so. So anyway, uh, she forgot to insert her sex scene there. Uh, 
So she was going to have to contact her editor and say, oops, I need to add that in. Sorry. But in the meantime, she's furiously finishing uh, this story for Fire of the Frost. Hers is going to be called. We talked about it yesterday. Um, we just messaged. We haven't been doing the I think I mentioned we haven't been doing the zoom writing together because she's just like freewheeling through the clock and like writing for three or four hours at a time and then sleeping a couple of hours and <laughs> rinse repeat. Um, yeah, she's calling it a winter fire winter fire and I'm going to pause for a second because I realize I didn't exactly answer her question. Okay, there we go. So, um, cross your fingers for her to, uh, get this done. She's flying to new Orleans early tomorrow morning, um, for, I think it's StoryCon. It's like whatever the new incarnation of RT conferences. And so she said she would have it to me by tomorrow night. And I was like, well, I thought you were going to StoryCon and all that. And, and she's, um, one of these people, she can't ride on airplanes or in the car. Uh, she has to drive because she gets motion sick. So she's like, I know, but I'm still going to have time to write. I'm like, okay, <laughs> totally trusting you here. I believe you'll get it to me. So I just have to upload by Saturday. So, I mean, we've got days and days and days. <laughs> uh, I think Grace said something to me about that. This, you know, must be stressful for me. And I'm like, you know, it's, I don't think it is. That's, I, I feel bad for the stress on Dorinda, but I believe she'll get it to me. Um, but yeah, sick husband and uh, that's, that's more of a stress, right? The way is doing much better. He just has like these spells where he's not great. Uh, so it goes dealing with chronic disease, right? Um, I know that, um, you know, some of you out there deal with it. I've never had to deal with it myself. Um, uh, my friend, Jim Sorensen shared with me this, uh, wheel sort of wheel of privilege, wheel of privilege because we were talking about it at writer coffee and I wish I could show it to you guys. Wheel of power slash privilege. I wonder if I can like share my screen somehow. Hold on. Well, I don't see a way to do it on zoom or Zencaster. Uh, and besides those of you who are listening, wouldn't be able to see it. So I shall describe it. Um, it does look like a roulette wheel with the, you know, different colors and it's showing wheel of power slash privilege. And there's all of these different categories. It's, you know, what it looks like is a darts target, um, because there's, you know, all of the wedges. So it goes, um, citizenship, skin color, formal education, ability, sexuality, neurodiversity, mental health, body size, housing, wealth, language, gender. Did I start with citizenship? Um, and in this very center is power and the inner circle. Then there's a second middle circle and then an outer circle. So 
The center circle is, um, and I'll start with citizenship, citizen, white, post-secondary education, uh, able-bodied, heterosexual, neurotypical, robust mental health, slim body size, owns property, rich, English, cisgender man. And if you have all of those things, then you're at the center of power. And it was interesting to read because, and Jim had sent it to me in part because uh, he was realizing that he was right there, that he was at the center of power and he'd never really viewed himself that way. But he was like, I have all, I'm all of those things. And I was kind of surprised to look at it and see that I would put myself at the center of power for every single one of those things, except that I count myself as middle class, not rich. And I am a cisgender woman, not a cisgender man. Um, the outer circle, if you guys are interested, I won't read you all of them, but the outer circle is for citizenship, undocumented, skin color, dark. Whereas for skin color, the second ring is different shades. Um, then formal education is elementary education, abilities, significant disabilities, sexuality is lesbian, bi, pan, asexual, neurodiversity, significant neurodivergence, mental health, vulnerable, body size, large, housing, homeless, uh, poor, non-English, monolingual, uh, whereas the second ring is learned English. And then gender would be trans, intersex, non-binary. Uh, and so Jim had gotten this because his wife, who is a trauma surgeon, uh, was doing a, a seminar on it. And because she is the head of diversity for the hospital where she works. But she was surprised at how close she was to the center of power on everything. Um, because she is Chinese and moved here as a child. So she would be in the second tier on learned English and second tier on skin color, different shades. But otherwise, she's at the center of power. Um, and so, you know, it's an interesting thing. So anyway, I got onto that by starting with talking about, you know, like dealing with chronic diseases that starts moving you away from the center of power, right? Because you are not able-bodied. And um, when you're dealing with something like Parkinson's, you're moving away from being neurotypical too, right? So, um, you know, but it's an interesting thing because people ask me how David's doing and I appreciate, you know, people checking in and, um, you know, getting that support and all of that. But at the same time, it's like the, the answer changes throughout the day and changes from day to day and throughout the day. And, you know, like sometimes, you know, I like the analogy of spoons and that you only have so many spoons, but sometimes, you know, like he runs out of spoons abruptly and that's just how it goes. Right. So, so that's what, what we're doing still. It's looking like we will be able to travel for Christmas. And so that would be good. We really want to be able to go to Tucson and see family. So that's the plan. Um, and today we're going to go out and get some shopping done for the distance relatives, get that stuff mailed out. And there we go. Um, 
and I'm making progress on gray magic. I've passed the 20,000 word mark. It would be nice to, I'm still not up to consistent 3000 words a day, which I'd like to do, but let's face it. I may not get there until after Christmas. Um, but I'm be, I'm, I'm be Zen with that climbing back onto my pillow and, uh, let's see. I don't know that I have much else to say. Uh, I think I'm going to, to get to work. So I will remind you all that first cup of coffee is part of the frolic media podcast network, and you will find more podcasts that you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all on Thursday. Take care. Bye-bye.